You know what I love the most? Cake farts. <laughs> Do you, does anyone remember that? Like there was, oh man, it was like the beginning, not the beginning, but like early on in the internet age. And maybe at the height of not a not not internet porn, but it was it was kind of not the height. It was like the the boom, the beginning of the boom of internet porn. You had this had this girl with no uh, you know nothing on except with no a t-shirt, made a tank top maybe, and it just video started out. You know what I like the most. And then she'd go, oh, cake farts. And then she'd sit on a cake and get the icing all over her buns. And she would spread her cheeks and she would fucking rip one. you just watch the icing fly off. I don't even know. I got in my car and I was like, I was thinking about something. I don't know if it was like what, what flavor of kickstart I like the most. And that's just kind of how my brain works, and I'm sure millions of others as well. But, like, you think of a phrase and it takes you somewhere. So I instantly was like, you know what I like the most? Cake farts. And it just, the whole thing came rushing back to me in one fell swoop of air. <laughs> it's, I mean, it was really entertaining. It was like a trend. It was like before, before trends were even a thing, I think. I, I mean, this is like... I want to say 2007, 2008, something like that. Cake farts. I mean, who doesn't love cake farts? Fucking love cake farts. But, man, I'm going to have to think of some of the other just instances of of internet greatness that, that aren't super obvious, that not everybody would have saw. This is kind of gross, and I'm, I'm sorry, but I remember there was like... So we, I worked at this paper factory where we cut um, sheets of paper into sizes for companies, for magazines, and all this other stuff. Basically worked on this paper cutter machine. It was a good job, good money, but we had way too much access to the internet. And one day I came into work and there was just a huddle of guys around a computer and because we all had computers, most like I said, most of us had internet, and they were huddled around it. And like one guy was gagging, literally, literally gagging. It was my buddy Aaron. He was gagging. <laughs> he went to the bathroom <laughs> and threw up. And I went over to see what he was watching, and it was uh, it was like a, a priest and a nun outside in front of a church at night. And it was, a, it, was, it was a porno, of course. Priest and a nun. And the priest had his pants around his knees. And the nun had her face buried in his ass. <laughs> and, like, I'm sorry. This is graphic. But this is part of what you're going to get on this show. I am sorry. I'm telling this story. Leave now if you don't want to be completely disgusted. I'll give you three seconds. A three, a two, a one. So... The nun had her face buried in the priest's ass. And, like, you could tell she was eating his ass. But then all of a sudden, her jaws expanded. Like, you know, her face ballooned up. And he, he farted. And <laughs> shit. 
And the next thing you know, you see, I'm sorry, I warned you. Next thing you know, you see the gap between the corner of her mouth and his ass. And you see a fucking turd just transfer. The transfer of power just goes from one place to the other. Blasphemous as fuck, I know. I'm sorry. It's the video. I didn't make the video. But, like, and then she just... <laughs> and then the nun just started, like, her, moving her face back and forth in between his cheeks and just smearing shit everywhere. It was the grossest shit. This guy named Derek was the one who found it. Fucking had everybody watching it. My buddy Aaron just threw up all over the bathroom floor. He didn't make it all the way, I don't think. But shit, man. <laughs> that was just one of those moments in time, you know? Like, the the disgusting nature of guys. They, you know, that's a funny prank to guys is to, you know, and, and probably girls around the world as well. But to, to try to gross each other out really badly. And that, that was a good one. Like, I didn't really get that grossed out. It was gross. Oh, I laughed a little bit too hard on that. Gave me that little slight back headache kind of thing. But yeah, that all stemmed from what I like the most, cake farts. Got got straight into some uh, bukkake. Straight into some grossness. So anyways, uh, let's, that was not the way we wanted to start this. I'm probably, I've got like 12 subscribers on this channel right now. I would almost hedge a bet that I'll have nine after I release this. Uh, that's assuming I don't grow a single follower, subscriber, whatever. Oh my. <clears throat> now I'm just thinking about gross shit. Two girls, one cup. Like, man. That was, that was, that was around the same time. Two girls, one cup literally like a martini glass full of shit and the girls I it's hard to tell what that was um if I was a betting well, I kind of am a betting man if I were to put some money on it I would say that was not real feces uh the nun and the priest video which I think was like a German video because of course in between all the Grossness, you know, the nun was putting her head back for she's going, I heisen God Weiden Eiden and I <laughs> And the priest is like, Ooh, Zulkan Bakken Zulkan Yeah, it was uh it was it was some it was some sick ass German shit. I know some other countries don't see that stuff as, as gross as we do over here, but uh, it's gross. It's definitely gross. Man, ugh, now I'm thinking of other things I'm not even gonna talk about on here. This is not why I came. This is not why I decided to record while driving today. I promise. I, I, my initial thought was not the grossest shit that I've ever seen. Porn-wise. <sighs> Look. Ugh. Man. Instead, I want to do one thing that transitions into another. One, why in the world are trucks allowed on the road, like, not semis, but like dump trucks or trucks, you know, trucks that haul shit that are a little smaller than semis? I am not. I am not an auto guy. Just, I am not. But how many of you have went down the road, got behind a truck that was carrying gravel 
And that shit was flying out of the back and chipped your windshield, chipped your paint, fucked your whole world up. Like, how is it legal? How is it legal to carry an open container of gravel that blows out of the back or shakes out of the back when you hit bumps and ruins people's vehicles? Like, costs people time, money, effort into getting their vehicles fixed. Like, my last car... My whole windshield was cracked, and it was because of a rock off the back of the truck. That shit sucked. Like, that seriously sucked ass. Why is that allowed? I I would like to know. Like, is there anyone out there that knows why it is perfectly allowed to carry gravel and it spill out of the back of your vehicle? I would like to know. I would really like to know. That takes me from trucks that damage... To trucks that stupefy country music. Songs about trucks. Songs about beer. Songs about my girl who's never near because she's cheating. She's cheating. That was one of my worst country renditions ever. At work, they have country radio on all the time and man I realize like I radio is for people that don't like music I think I've come to that conclusion radio is for people who don't really like music because they play the same 11 songs on the radio over and over and over like it's seriously uh What's what's that? Uh, oh God, Luke Combs, something like. Oh, I wrote it down. What is it? Uh, keep keep the lights on, baby. Keep the something on, honey. Way down low, something nice and slow. Something stupid like that. And and that guy's not one of the worst ones. Like I think that's Luke Combs. I could be off. I really don't like country music. I'm not a fan. I never have been. Um, there are there are uh, exceptions. Like Chris Stapleton, I don't even think is country. That man's just a beautiful, soulful, soulful singer. Uh, Willie Nelson is awesome. Johnny Cash was awesome. Uh, there's some other country that I don't mind. There's some that I think is hilarious, like Trace Adkins. Now, don't get me wrong, that's total... Trace Atkins is the limp biscuit of country. Trace Atkins is the limp biscuit of country. He knows that he's no like artistic poet. He knows that his shit is just about having a good time and being catchy. And that is limp biscuit. And that is why I like limp biscuit because they don't take themselves seriously. I think we all thought they did back in the late 90s, early 2000s, but they don't. And Trace Adkins, if you've ever watched any of his music videos, again, I hate country music. I really do. But Trace Adkins has a special place in my heart musically because if you watch his videos, they are fucking hilarious. Like every single Trace Adkins video, except for like maybe a couple, are comedies. They are total comedies, and they are so freaking hilarious. They're wonderful. Like, Trace Adkins is wonderful. His wife shot him, nearly killed him, and he did not press charges. 
didn't press charges. I don't even know if he divorced her. He did eventually, but like shortly after that, I don't know if he divorced her. But the radio plays the same 11 songs over and over. And it's like Luke Combs, at least in my area, Luke Combs, Carrie Underwood. Wouldn't it maybe next time, I think, before he cheats? Dude, that song has... That song... How do I get out of here? This is fucked. That song has been around for like two decades, man. Like, they should not be still playing that. They just shouldn't be. And it's same. I, she thinks my tractor sexy comes on at least every other day. Come on, man. Like, seriously? It's no wonder radio's dying. You can't do that. That's that's like my. I work out of town, and where I live, we have a radio station that plays Paula Abdul every thirty minutes. Like it, it. You've got to fucking switch it up, man. You got to do something. That shit's not working anymore. Just keep the lights on, honey. Keep the keep your pants off, baby. Take it real slow. Cake farts smell good. It's fucking lame. That's all I gotta say. I'm really having to take a detour today. I'm also gonna make this a two-parter because I didn't start recording anything until I was halfway home. So uh, you're gonna get two versions of in the car with bark on this one you're gonna get gross sex shit bad country singing and uh, and more so let's let's transition out of the radio and into non-communicators and over communicators because both of them i'm sorry they piss me off i i just for me wasted words are such a pet peeve like do you know that person who literally will tell you something like they're trying to get the point across on something and they'll tell you the same thing over and over in different words or they will rehash what they are trying to say in different words i am now a dick because of this because i'm 41 because my time is valuable when people over communicate I literally walk away I either walk away or I say get to the point or cut the fluff something like that I can't handle it man like you know how you get stuck with people like say you walk into someone's room or you walk into someone's area and you stand in the doorway or you're trying to walk out the door and people just won't let you and they don't take social cues. And it's fucking incredible that people don't understand social cues. Like, I get it. We're all different. Totally get it. I'm almost on E. Fucking great. Didn't notice that at all. But people do not take social cues for shit. The ones that do, like, I want to be your friend. I want to be their friend. People that take social cues, please be my friend. Because there's, it's amazing the ratio of people that miss social cues. It's mind-blowing. I can tell 99.9% of the time, maybe 100, when someone is trying to move on from whatever they're doing with me and move on to something else. Like, use your words wisely. Do not waste them. Get to the point. Be blunt. Be direct. 
know when you've wore out your welcome. It's not, not real hard. You know, if somebody's inching away from you, it means they want to be all the way the fuck away from you. It's that simple. And when someone is like just nodding, saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, seriously, this is hypocritical as fuck because I'm talking and you're listening. But how many, how many people, this is what separates like good YouTubers, good podcast hosts, good public speakers from bad ones. Like never repeating the same thing over and over, which I am terrible at. I, I, I will repeat so many things on this podcast. It's not even funny, but the people that can stay interesting and not just talk over, 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 over everything they've already talked about. That kills me, man. I, I have a really hard time being friends with people who are overly chatty. Especially if it's small talk. Because small talk is awful anyways. Hey, how are you? How's the weather? How's the kids? How's work treating you? We're hardly working? Working or hardly working? All that shit. I can't take it. It's it's really pointless and really mindless. I, I get pleasantries. I think pleasantries you could keep to a... You know, pleasantries are that same style of conversation. You know, how's everything going? How you been? You know, you sneak in a couple of those questions just to show you do give a shit. And then you either find something good to talk about or you walk away. Like if I see somebody at the store, you know, the pleasantries happen. And if that's that, then it's like, well, good to see you, man. Uh, have a good one. <laughs> good, good to see you. See you again in like six years in the store. You just got to, I don't know. Time is just too important. But I would rather, I think, yes, I would rather talk to an over-communicator than a non-communicator. Example, I have multiple people in my life that are acquaintances slash friends who just don't fucking communicate. My wife's got a few of these too. Like, what about that person that you message and this is the this is the bad another bad part of the internet is like messenger or whatsapp any instant messaging app and i guess iphone for that matter with iChat iMessage whatever the fuck it's called i'm an android person to know well android does this now too but now to know when that non-communicator sees your message and it might even be important like, hey, you know, I've, I've got to work tonight, but I don't remember what my schedule says. I don't remember. I didn't get a copy. What time do I work this evening? You know, manager views it. You see that they view it. They never fucking respond. Holy shit, man. Like, the easiest thing in the world. And I, and I, I hate talking on the phone, so I am a serial messenger. But the easiest thing in the world is to respond to a message you don't have to answer a phone call and get stuck with those over communicators. You can message as needed and as it goes. Granted, you can't message every single time someone messages you within a timely manner. But if it's been like days, that's a non-communicator. That's somebody that viewed your message. One, If it happens once, it's no big deal. Or maybe twice. 
But if it's that person that always views your message and either never responds or responds the next time you attempt to say something to them, and and it's not one of those things where like, oh, they just don't like me. No, no, I've got people in my life that like I enjoy and I think they enjoy back because they start conversations a lot. But then somewhere along the line, they just stop responding, which is fine. End of conversation. But then you need something, you reach out, and they're like, fuck this. I ain't got time to respond, so I just won't, or I'll do it next week. Fuck. You know? It's a good example of that as well. Doing YouTube stuff, doing podcasts. I need to, you know, that some things need planning. I've got real bad luck with podcasting because I've had so many different co-hosts on different projects I want to do. And, you know, I make sure people agree to this stuff. Like, hey, I'm going to do this. You want to do this with me? Yeah, I'll fucking do this with you. And you do a project together. You do a, a collaboration, a podcast, something. And you just want to set up a time and date to record. You message them. They agree. And then you never hear from them. Like, then it's like the day of. And like, you, you know, I'm heading up to the studio at 830. Like, you still good with it? They read it. They never respond. And then they show up at like 840. That's a non-communicator. That shit kills me. I fucking can't stand it. Makes me mad as fuck. Like, it's... Communication really is the key to everything. It's the key to relationships. It's the key to success. It's the key to, you know, your career being successful. Said that twice. It Communication solves a lot relationships especially like if all you do is is uh you know fuck or occasionally fuck and eat together and watch tv but you don't talk about how you feel or any of the problems of this that and the other like not good not good people like you got to talk you got to open up the best relationships ever are when you can open up about anything and everything all of it and i will say i'm usually uh Sometimes I get all hypercritical about certain things. Like right now is just a bitch fest. You know, most of these episodes are just a bitch fest. But I will be critical about myself for a minute. Because as much as I try to talk about the do's and don'ts of life, you know, what I've learned in 40 years, what I haven't, I definitely, I have definitely fucked up quite a bit. And that sucks because I I see myself as like a a very logical person, a reasonable person, and a a person that tries to understand society and how things work and how people work. And I'm always striving to just be better as a human with dealing with other humans. But man, I've really fucked some stuff up in my life. Like not to the point of no return, but... I'll be a, I'll be a little candid. I've got a I've got a twenty year old, and I've got I also have a nine year old and a six year old. My twenty year old I had when I was twenty one. I was absolutely too young to have a child, but you know when you're young and just penis vagina, you don't think about the consequences. You don't think about that stuff. But I was definitely way too young to have a kid. I was not grown up enough. 
I think I think uh, 30 years old is a great starting point to think about starting a family. I think your 20s are a terrible time to do it, at least from my experience. But I, you know, I had my oldest son at 21, and I wasn't ready, and I I fucked that up. I mean, I I, I didn't like disappear. It was nothing like that. I actually, when me and my ex-wife divorced, I actually fought in court to get custody of my son. It was a half and half thing, but I had to fight for full custody because she up and moved to Mississippi and uh, without telling me. So I had to, luckily I got her served because I got tipped off that she was doing that, got her served in Ohio. By the way, me and my ex-wife get along fine. She's a really nice person. We never really fought. It was nothing like that. I just had to do what I had to do at the time with that situation. But I, uh, I, I never left my child technically. You know, I, I was, I was with him until he was six. Um, then from six to seven, he was in Mississippi, so I had to visit while going through court. And then, uh, then I, I successfully was able to get custody of him. And, uh, you know, that was that. The problem is, when I left his mother, I got together with a real piece of shit. I fell victim to, you know, this this girl's ways. Like, she, she just seemed to be someone that I was highly, highly into. And it turns out that she was a literal garbage human being absolute garbage human being well that affected everything i mean it affected everything my my son did not want to be around her but he's not a communicator so he didn't communicate that to me uh i was blind and didn't see i i feel like i would have saw it like if i was a little older but i i was too young and stupid to see it so i just did not see it Long story short, you know, my oldest is in high school and uh, literally asks if he can live with his grandmother. And, and I then it, it all started making sense. And I was stupid. You know, I just for me to to not see the problem and to not see that I was causing him harm by being with someone terrible because she wasn't outright terrible in front of me. She was sneaky. So I'm guessing she was very terrible to him when I was not around. Fucked up, man. I fucked up. And uh, our relationship is not what it should be to this day. Like, we go do stuff, but I yearn to be closer to him now that I'm a little older, a little wiser. You know, like I said, we talked. We went and watched Ant-Man and Ant-Man Quantumania the other day. But, you know, he, he unpoured some of his, of his feelings to me at dinner afterwards. And, you know, he's, he's very, very right. The best thing I can do now is to tell him, you know, whatever makes you happy, whether it's friends or being alone or whatever it is that brings a smile to your face, repeat that. And if hanging out with me is not one of those things don't repeat that like it hurts but don't repeat that i don't think he has a problem with me personally i think it's just like that resentment that i did put him through a situation like that and i totally understand it because my 
my lack of relationship with my parents stems from a lot of things, but they're all simple. One of those things is my dad's choice in women. Uh, my, my stepmom, who I have no problem with right now. I, I just don't. But growing up, I had a problem with her because she was, she was, uh, she was immature. You know, she was, uh, petty and hadn't grown up yet, I guess. I don't know. But I didn't like her. You know, I, uh, over the years, I, I figured out how to coexist with her and, and even like her, you know, not so much now. I've talked to my dad or my stepmom in a really long time, but I did figure out how to coexist with her and enjoy her. And, you know, she was, as she got older and I got older, like you figure shit out. But, uh, to, to put a child through that step parent thing when the step parent is not a good one, man, that's a massive fuck up. That is a massive fuck up. And I did that. I actually repeated what my father did because my dad, you know, they, he left and remarried and I didn't like her. And my dad had two more kids actually in almost the exact same fashion that I have had two more kids, but I did the same thing, you know, except his new wife was pretty much the beginning and the end. They're still together. You know, I, I went through the garbage human being I spoke about and I finally smartened up, left her, you know, life is great now with my wife and our two kids but there's just so many similarities and I never wanted to repeat anything that I went through yet I, I did it to, to a different degree but I did I, I repeated history and I made my oldest not feel like he could be that close to me and that that's me and my father's relationship we're not close <clears throat> you know it's we're not close difference being he's never tried really to be close um i'm trying but i i feel like you know it might just be too late doesn't mean i will i'll stop trying i won't you know i as a father you love your children and it's automatic it's nothing you got to think about but <clears throat> yeah it's it's a uh, it sucks it sucks to figure so much out, you know, through the life you live and to still know you made those mistakes that you can't go back in time and just fix. Like if I could go back in time, I would have never, never got with that person that made my son feel uncomfortable. Never, never. I, I wouldn't have. I just wouldn't. But I did. You know, I did in my in my late 20s. I just, I, I made, that was, that was some of the worst decisions I ever made was my late twenties. Then you fast forward by the time you're 35 ish, it's like, man, what was I thinking? Like, what the fuck was I thinking? How growth is real. It's a real, real thing. If, if you've got some shit figured out and you're mid to late twenties, like you are doing well, but make no mistake about it. If something's wrong in your life, you got to fix it. You got to just fix it. I watched this show the other day. It's a great show, by the way. Uh, it's called Shrinking. It's on Apple Plus or Apple TV. And it's, uh, oh, fuck. Now I already forgot it. Jason Siegel from How I Met Your Mother and, you know, uh, 
I love you, man, and lots of other stuff. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Fucking love Jason Siegel to death. Love him. Um, him and Harrison Ford, which Harrison Ford's fucking amazing. But this show, Jason Siegel is a he's a therapist, and like he's just he's lost his wife. His wife died. Him and his daughter's relationship sucks because he's been in the gutter for a long time over his wife dying. But he's talking to all these people, you know, that he's supposed to be helping. And he has a moment. He loses control. And he tells this girl who's complaining about her husband, which they have no kids, you know, no, no ties except for maybe financials. And he tells her to, uh, you know, just leave. He's like, he's a piece of shit. You deserve better. Do you have somewhere you could go? She says, my sisters in Canada. He's like, go. Like, just fucking go. Yeah, I think he even said, just fucking go. Like, he's a piece of shit. He'll never change. You're wasting your time. Just go. Wouldn't it be amazing? that Like, all therapists should... That, sometimes that's what you need to hear. Because a lot of people enable. They enable, enable, enable. And they never shoot it to you straight. And that show instantly fucking went right into my top five like I've, I've got to watch this mix it into the top five of other shit I watch like this is amazing it's truth bombs you know people hearing truth bombs and it's great like it's great to, to hear them but sometimes you got to give them to yourself like if something's wrong fix it yeah it's scary it's scary to make a decision it's scary to make change it's scary to uproot what you know like if you've you know you're in your late 20s and you think you got it all settled and like well this is what i chose i gotta continue with it no you don't you have one life you have one like some fuck-ups you can't fix some fuck-ups you can still get out of you just got to make the decision and i waited way too long on my biggest fuck-up the the biggest thing i've ever done wrong in my life i waited way too long i was with that garbage ass human being for five years and that was four years too long. Probably five. That was probably four years and 11 months too long. We'll say four years. I didn't find out how terrible she was until about a year into it. And then by then, it was like the financials, the house, the children, hers, mine. It was like, oh, well, this is just what I've done. I've just got to make it work. Stupid decision. Stupid fucking decision. Don't just make it work. Like, please. Like, if you, if you have anything going on like this, don't just make it work. Like, fucking fix it. Change it. Jump off course. Do something else. Please. I mean, I, I beg of you. If you got something like this going on, fucking fix it. Just get angry and say, fuck this. I'm not doing this anymore. It's not as hard as you think. Once you do it, within a matter of fucking days usually you already know that you did the right thing sometimes immediately sometimes immediately i'll see you guys next time that's all i got got a little too deep even for me but that's okay this is therapy this is my my jason siegel this device recording and this device recording is my jason siegel jason siegel guess I need it more than I thought. See you guys next time.